Thanks, Kelly. Um, good morning. I'm Catherine. I'm a senior at New Providence High School, and next year I will be attending University of Michigan. Go Blue. Um, I also just wanted to take a quick second to thank my mom, whom I have definitely not thanked enough, and I don't think I will ever be able to thank her enough for all that she does for you and me. Sorry. Mom, I love you a lot. Um, my heart is beating out of my chest. Wow. Okay. Um, and also, mo happy Mother's Day to all the other mothers and grandmothers out there. Um, you guys show a lot of love um, and wisdom and guidance to your families, and that's incredible. And also, happy Mother's Day, Annie Hassan. Thanks for being my spiritual mother. <laughs> um, I'm going to start by reading 1 Corinthians 15, 14, and 15 again, but the message paraphrase. And face it, if there's no resurrection for Christ, everything we've told you is smoke and mirrors, and everything you've staked your life on is smoke and mirrors. Not only that, but we would be guilty of telling a string of barefaced lies about God. All these affidavits we passed on to you, verifying that God raised Christ up, sheer fabrications if there is no resurrection. So when I first read these verses, I was very taken aback because the Bible, the inspired word of God, just told me my faith was based on a lie. And everything that I believe is useless. And what? <laughs> um, but at the end of the verse, Paul clarifies it. He says, our faith is only useless if Christ was not raised from the dead. And I hope it's no surprise to you that Jesus was raised. Um, and therefore, no, my faith and yours is not useless. Because of the truth of Christ's resurrection, we have something to talk about among ourselves as the church, but also with the rest of the world. I'm going to put it on the table. How do you even start to try and communicate the story of Jesus? It's pretty hard to try to explain to someone, oh yeah, this man, the son of God, a long time ago, he was born and then tortured and killed and died, but got up and walked out of his own grave. Back in Corinth, just a few years ago, this reality was impossible for people to believe. They considered it a hoax. They thought, there's actually no way that happened. And this sounds really familiar to me. Um, a lot of what the Corinthians said is still believed today. So what can we do if we're followers of Christ and believe the resurrection of Jesus really happened? How should that impact what we say to people who don't believe it? First of all, I think we need to understand that our faith isn't an acknowledgement. It's not, yeah, Jesus is alive, he saved me, I'll see him in a few years, I'm going to live my life for now. Um, no, we're called to go and tell others about the truth of the resurrection. Before Jesus ascended back into heaven, he gave the great commission, telling his disciples, go and make disciples of all nations. That same principle applies to us. That's our job, too. If you've given your life to Christ, you've invited him in to change it and to use you. That becomes your testimony. Um, According to dictionary.com, a testimony is evidence or proof provided by the existence or appearance of something. If you've given your life to Christ, you are living, breathing, walking proof of his existence and his power over our lives. How can we use that, though, to invite others to have their lives changed by Jesus, too? By sharing our own testimony and what he has done in our own lives, we're sharing God's message with those listening. Your testimony is evidence of Christ and how he has appeared in your life. In 1 Thessalonians 2, 6-8, Paul sets a great example for how we should share a testimony. 
We were not looking for praise from people, not from you or anyone else, even though as apostles of Christ, we could have asserted our authority. Instead, we were like young children among you. Just as a nursing mother cares for her child, so we cared for you. Because we loved you so much, we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. Of course, I don't know what your testimony is. Maybe you found God somewhere really unexpected. Maybe he knocked on the door of your heart at a really young age, but changed your life later. Maybe you've known him forever. Um, I grew up in this church, but for me, this past year, God took me a place, took me to a place I did not want to be at all. Um, trust me. And it took a little while, but the Lord completely revealed himself to me. He taught me so much about himself and his very own character. In the last seven months, God has shown me in so many different ways that he truly is a good king who already has everything planned out. And just like that, a testimony doesn't have to be fancy or involved. It's simply the truth of what Jesus has done. Your testimony is an overflow of the involvement of Christ in your life. Because of who God is, we cannot help but speak about what we have seen him do. So this week, my challenge to you is to sit down with someone you love. Whether they don't know Jesus, they know of him, or already have a personal relationship with him, I'd encourage you to share with them how Jesus has moved in your life. Let your testimony be your tool to tell others about Christ's resurrection. It might be uncomfortable at first, like this is so uncomfortable for me, but um, you can find rest in the fact that it is not about you and it's not about me, but pointing those that we are sharing with further towards Christ. Thank you.